Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This week on Up to 90, we talk Quantum Leap with Padraig Williams. Yay! You're very welcome. Thank you so much. We love guests. It's the best. We love an old guest. Thank you so much for coming Thanks on. For coming very on. good. Padraig is a very hilarious comedian. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's uh, he's a great comic who is uh, doing an all phone while you're co- No, that, I'm looking. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like, I'm looking so for. Because remember, we said we do a couple of shoutouts. Yeah. So he is a regular at all the Dublin clubs, and he's also going to be appearing at Vodafone. Vodafone, yeah. What day are you on? Uh, Friday the 26th half 7 Lovely. Laughter Lab it's yes. a great it's and a great show festival the Comedy Crunch so uh, it's the Comedy Crunch's gig uh, hosted by Colin McGlinchey and Danny O'Brien oh they're they're taking turns hosting it are they on the night no I think it's Danny's turn from okay. what I hear but I, I don't know so I don't know who's actually going to be hosting on the night okay jeez uh, I forget everybody who's on uh, it's myself Derek Colin, or, Colin and Danny will both be on mm-hmm. Um who else on Edwin Salmon? And uh, now I feel like a dick for not knowing the last. Person. Oh no, but sure, it's, yeah, you, th- th- that's the gist. I'm on. That's and all I care about. Yeah, yeah. You checked your so name; it's there. So that's the Friday then of the yeah. phone phone. Brilliant. It's actually hilarious because uh, friends are texting me like, "Oh man, it's so nice what they wrote about you." Whenever you click into your bio, and I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I I wrote it." Yeah, it's I, funny. People yeah. said that to me as well. It is. They're like, and they say you're hilarious. You're like, yeah, yeah but that is that's me. amazing. That's yeah. me. Penned yeah. by me. And um, the reason I was looking at my phone there, my apologies, was just Hello, a couple geez. of shout outs because we like to oh, kind of yes. split them up because we kind of can't get through them all in one. So a couple uh, more. Anna, Nick, Clary got in touch with a fantastic suggestion of Father Ted. We were just talking about it. We need to do it at some stage. Mickey T. Uh, Mickey T got in touch thank you so much uh, Kimberly Louise Doyle sent us a lovely message and also a great suggestion and the last one uh, is we have Emma and Emma's in New Zealand and oh, she hi, got in Emma. touch so hello Emma in New Zealand thank you so much for getting in touch guys quick mention of our fantastic sponsor as well Copperberg we Thank love a bit you, Copperberg, for keeping me. She is vaped up. She's keel. vaped up on summer fruits for the last few weeks now, aren't you, Emma? Yeah. Just pouring it straight into the vape. 
Yeah, sitting on the kids' trampoline, just You're living my best life. But it, you get the buzz quicker. Tell me, is Ella going to cut back on the Copperbergs once she hits 50 or, or what's going to happen? I don't know. It's you know, the leaving, sir. It it's two years, Emma. It's not one year. Yeah, but it doesn't start kicking off until after Christmas. Come on. Yeah, you always have that time to kind of cut back. Yeah. She has this little trick now when she, oh, no, I was going to say when she opens the bottle now. Well, another time we'll discuss that. Uh, as long as she's not doing your trick with the teeth. I'm like, Emma, there's a bottle opener <laughs> on your keyring, and she's just opening these bottles with her teeth. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. Would you be fond of Hold a little Copperberg poetry? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, all the flavours. All the flavours. Yeah. What's what your flavour? Like pint. Tell me what's uh, your flavour. I have a drink, yeah. yeah. Uh, about, well, it's one. I think it's one of the nice aspects of comedy, isn't it? It's very social. Very social. And you tend to leave yourself in a hoop at the weekends. Who's doing it? Do it during the day at the weekends. I don't do it anymore. I just yeah. like, oh, if I'm sure. gigging... If I'm gigging, then that's it. Then, like, the day is, like, I'm not going to go hiking the day. Okay. Of Do you have any particular favourite club to pick? Or is that, like, picking a favourite child? Is uh, there any particular favourite one to do? Do you like them all? I love them all. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to incriminate good. myself with that Come one. On. I love yeah. all you guys. Um, I was going to say... <laughs> Who's your least favourite promoter to do with, Padraig? Yeah, look... Do you know what? I did think that we were going to get into a big bitch today and I thought, oh, cool, I've got a few grievances. Uh, oh, nice. Well, now, listen, you know, I don't know if you've been <laughs> listening to the podcast, but, you know, we're all for an L grievance, but what we do is we use a pseudonym what? or don't name the person at all. So we, we use very clever Richie. fake names. <laughs> Richie Cheddar. Yeah. Tell us about <laughs> yeah. Richie Cheddar. Yeah. I know. I don't have any grievances. Anyway. Nah, who can have a, well, no, who can have a problem a with prick, Richie? Isn't he? Is he oh, Richie's from? a bit of a prick. Is he yeah. even from Northern Ireland? No, no, no. That's what I want to know. Manchester. I met him in a century. He was talking like that. What? Uh, he definitely the, was. Your dub accent's getting it's better. It's really coming on, isn't it? Is. it? Since I've moved to the country, Rathmaline. You're living in me. I'm from Meath, so... Uh, I oh, I forgot I do that Dublin, oh. isn't it? Yeah. No, Ashburn. Ashburn. You know where yeah. uh, in But Ashburn's, well, did you do grow up there? Do not dare to say this. Don't you It's a very dope place. We've been defending the borders for years. But you sound like a dope Padraig. Fuck off. You know what, Padraig? You take one arm. You do. I take the owner. Ah, listen, well, look, it's an audio medium. I hate my voice as well. I sure look, my voice is just like a cheese grater. I think my voice is amazing. I'm going to have to, This kind of Dublin confidence is what we're talking. Arrogance. This is how we do it. This is the M50. This is what Sounds like she smoked for you day. Big shout out to Copperberg. I always, if I ever sing, like, you know, like get up and sing an L tune, it'll always be a song sang, uh, sang by a man. Because any of the female singers, I can't hit the notes. What, like Whitney Houston? Well, nobody like can hit those. No, but just low. even an average female singer, I wouldn't sing it because I won't. And my voice isn't even that low. I just think I don't have any range. And you've loved this. Is where we tell him it. You've loved the voice. Thank, Thank you. Because you. Um, uh, I did listen to one podcast and I heard that you auditioned for uh, the Euro oh, Spa yeah, competition. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, I know. It's th- sometimes when we record, things come out of us. Yeah, that I did hear that. And then you even sang. my brother says to me, my brother Simon. Hi, Simon. 
Shout out to Simon, because actually a couple of weeks ago I spoke about his wife, Kristen, and he always listens to the podcast. And he's like, why are you giving Kristen shout outs? She's never going to listen to it. He was and upset. Was like, you were upset, weren't you, Simon? Like, the shout outs you were aren't upset. about people listening or not. It's just like natural conversation. Feel but what you feel, Simon, Simon. said to me, I never knew that about you. Funny. He didn't know. Well, what age were you when you did it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think I was definitely like, it was fourth year or younger. I was in uh, secondary school. I'll tell you, uh, I, the, I the amount know. of respect I lost for you when I heard that. She really, uh, I know. <laughs> then you find you know out what, what? a fame whore That's I am. exactly it, Patrick. She's all like too cool for sale. Fuck that. Are you want to fucking me doing that? Fuck that. What? Mainstream. No, this is what I fucking think I loved about mainstream. You know I love the mainstream. Uh, Hashtag brands. Sign I know you up. are Sign all about the brands. I can't. I'm ganked on this podcast because I can't even say, oh, God. That water was a bit fizzy, and she's like <laughs> baiting me round the head, saying you're killing brands left, right. Oh, right. you are giving. Oh, yeah, you don't give I out do about uh, the brands on the well, podcast. No, but it's just more that she, I can't pass a comment about any item, she's, person, animal, or thing. Yeah. Or she's she was like, giving you're burning out brands. A, yeah, she was giving out about soggy fish fingers one week, and I had to. Like, Ooh, yeah, and you've got kids. You're yeah, going to want to supply it. Yeah, that could be a good brand. Friday sorted for the next. Yeah. If we've got any, well, I mean, is Kerry Katona still doing Iceland? I could see you doing an Iceland. I week. know. Thank you. You re, I really could. I've told Sorry, you. There's a tone to your voice now. I'm like, what is she saying about Iceland? You're saying I look like I'm no, a but you've no, but look, you've got you know, you've got the kids. Okay, you've got on. the big freezer. Iceland, make it easy. For mums. How's that? Oh, look. I'm or should lying. I say Maz? I thought that looked great. Well, yeah, Maz is who it's gone out to, but... Yeah. I'd say mums because you want to make them feel special. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, try diff- I'll try <laughs> a different tone. <laughs> Iceland makes it easy for mums. Too serious. It's, I think, I no. liked the first the one. The higher pitch. Yeah. Iceland makes it easy. Yeah. What about Hiya. doing the, what about doing the advertisement in your jammies? for mums. Yeah. Why would I be in my pajamas in the shop, Patrick? Because it's Iceland. But also, sorry, we're we're destroying brands here again. Oh Patrick. yeah. Oh sorry, we're supposed to be bigging it up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Iceland, this make where, it easy. This is why. This is why podcasting with Emma is tense. But maybe that's about um, as classy as Iceland could get is pajamas in the shop. I again, burning brands. Killing you. I too. think now just, just to clarify, we've mentioned Iceland, but I think it like might be nice woods. to mention we also would be happy. Um, to do with Super Value, uh, Aldi, Little, uh, Dunn's, Tesco. Camille! Central. Love a bit of Camille. Ooh, Camille is nice. Camille Love is a bit nice. of Camille. Oh, yeah. can't beat it. Um, possibly the only thing you could beat it with maybe would be a Domino's or an Apache. Uh, quite fond of just man. generic I mean, Chinese uh, stuff. Now, <laughs> Patrick, okay. Um, Sorry. And was, uh, just pretty much anything. And uh, if there, I don't know if there is a brand or what's the correct thing, but someone who could get your car past the NCT without any issues, whatever oh, that brand is. Ashtray. I've done that before. Okay, because Simon was just talking about yes. a 50 in an ashtray, so this is quite strange. Yeah, yeah, that, so that he happened said to that's me a how you did that a driving's test. You did no, that? No, 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 but your NCT. Did you do that? Yeah, yeah. And it worked. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, my friend uh, did it for me because uh, he brought it around, put the 15 in the ashtray and oh, it passed, nice. yeah. Yeah, it was nice because it wouldn't have passed either way. Like, the car was Just perfectly... Just a three-wheeler. So what it was... Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> but the car was perfectly fine. But uh, golf, a couple of years ago, had all these... Um, 
had they were lying about their emissions. Oh, okay. And, uh, so ah, uh, yeah. You see, it's very hard to get the emissions down. I had that thing yeah. to say up before. Yeah, but if you put a fifty, so pounds. everything else, everything else in the NCT was fine, but it didn't pass the emissions test. So you put fifty in the, in the thing that passes it. And then uh, after I passed it on the NCT, right? So I passed it on the NCT and then drove it straight down to me, uh, friends in Merlin Car Auctions to get rid of the car. Mm. So I sold it to Merlin Car Auctions, got rid of the car. So so I could say there was two years NCT on it, right? Oh, brilliant. Brilliant idea, right? About two weeks later, right? My friend rings me and he goes... uh, he goes, whatever the, whatever the license plate was, I can't remember. And I go, yeah, what about it? It's my old car. And he goes, well, your mate down the street just bought it at this dealer's and he's driving around town right now. And he was like, so I knew him, but I didn't know him. And oh, okay. uh, what do you call it? And then I was like, fuck. So I couldn't tell him that that was my old car. Yeah. No. And then he found out and he was like, that fucking car is causing me nothing but trouble. What's oh. going to happen? Now? And I was like... And I was like, uh, you bought it off thing, like it's this has got nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Podrick, you're you're meddling with karma there. That's my only issue with that one now. Oh, I love an L scam. Fuck off. <laughs> Mystic Meg in the corner. Sorry, this is the shit. Why is she put putting karma on me from ten years ago? <laughs> She's Mystic you're, you're Meg. Giving me car- uh, how do I know it didn't already happen? Yeah. But it, it might and have already happened. It did happen. Yeah. I just actually want to say something before we start that um, I drive a Renault Scenic and I find that it really fits in with my lifestyle and what I need to do with my life. It's a comfortable drive. Uh, it's quick, easy, oh, low yeah. cost to run and um, I just really Look, enjoy it. the French aren't giving <laughs> us any sponsorship after what we've said. So I don't, know why you went, I don't know why she went off on a spiel about Renault. They're the last people giving us sponsorship. About uh, what about? Well, well, we'll see. It gets a lot. Great, great family about, cars. Okay, I don't know what you're so talking what about. What have we I? said about Thank Gerard Depardieu? Okay, what about all Gerard. that stuff we said about Gerard Depardieu? <laughs> shh, shh, shh. People okay. don't listen to all the. What about what we said about like Ian Bailey and the show trial in France? Renault isn't happening. It's all about the Yaris, I'm which is economical. <laughs> Economical, blah, 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 blah. it's economical. It's a nice drive, lovely color. Yeah, why wouldn't I? Want and my this car? seat goes up and down, very handy for my lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a cigarette. There's a cigarette lighter, which is always fun. Yeah, well, they don't. They don't really. Use, they're not really used for that anymore. They're used for Bluetooth for the now. Fags. I love a bit of smoking with my cigarette lighter. Um, but yeah, no. So look, I just I find think... the Renault Scenic caters to my family's needs. Well, I think for just a and sing- it's a safe think... drive for me and my family. It's a I safe drive. I think for a single. Yeah. I think for a single I feel girl reassured. about town. Um, I think a single girl about town. I'd recommend a Yaris. Just reliable. Okay, look. Do you know what I would, you know what I would do if you always used to, right? Here, here's what I would do if I was used to, right? I'd wait till you have Chicken? a bigger comedian on where someone might actually listen to it and then use a fucking. Well, I think. Sorry, now let's just know cut what? to the, the chase. Answer Get, uh, I love shopping and deals. I fucking love it. Bargains, bargains, left, right, and center. I can get everything in okay, there. Okay, can I just say, her youngest son, Patrick, uh, Tommy. Okay, isn't growing. He's not growing. And that's because every single day you're buying their dinner in deals. That's all I'm saying. Ain't nothing wrong with a rustler, Julie. He's not growing. <laughs> he's not growing. He's fitting into the Renault Scenic. But there's he's got too much leg room. 
Anyway, Patrick, you're very welcome. You're very We're welcome. gonna start the podcast now. Okay. Um tell us a little bit about Patrick first. Tell us about Patrick. Who yes. me tell you something? Yeah, because you you're a good age to come on a nineties podcast. I've been, I was thinking about this, yeah. Uh because I was uh Fuck, I didn't. <laughs> I can't work out maths. I well, was, what age are you like, now, Patrick? Come I'm on, 35. Yeah. Okay, yeah, nice. So, so 80. You so look 83. good. 83. 80. You were born. I'm told I look young. Yeah, that's what I, Yeah, you yeah. look good on it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so, 83. So, I was what? Eight, seven years of age in 1990. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Are you living in Meath at that time? Living in Ashburn. Uh, we had an old house. So, we've so we have a big family. Uh, mm-hmm. There's uh, three sets of twins in our house. So Isn't that amazing? And uh, so uh, we had a small house in a in a in a housing estate, and then the last set of twins come along. And Dad bought a site uh, in a in a nice housing estate, whatever like that, and built our house. Mm-hmm. So he's a, he's a bricklayer, so he built our house. Uh, so we would have spent a lot of 1990 to 1993 uh, on living in the old house, but like. Going in and seeing the foundations okay. going in the new like house and coming up and yeah yeah and, and, and the whole what's thing your dad's up. what's your dad's like work background? So he's a he was a bricklayer. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. so it wasn't so, like one of these dads just trying his fucking hand at building. No no no, okay. no, sure, no, no, no. The old lad can do anything, but okay. he can't. But he can't do it unless he's thick. Do you have parents like that? Yeah. So until until like the, 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 they, they think they're going to map out what they're going to do. And like they'd be like, oh, then I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do that, and like then what we'll do is we'll get that scaffold up there, and then like a nail would fall off the table, and then he just starts swinging everything out of the way, and then the house gets built. You know that kind of oh, way. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. when he gets laser focused when he's thick and fucking my mouth out of it from all that fucking a woman. She anger. fucking did this. You know she had like? those twins. <laughs> Um, because then you got into bricklaying as well. You were telling me no, before about working in New York, or you, were you working? No, I was working on uh, the steel industry in New York. But so in 1996, I was uh, 12. Okay, mm-hmm. so in 1995, I went to my first ever summer camp. All right, you ever go to summer camp when you were kids? Yeah, and it was amazing. Right, we got to go to the cinema. We got to go to the Santry Omniplex. Remember that with the big with the big slide that comes straight Sorry, down. I went to Kick Kack fucking tennis club in Bushy Park, and it was a load of bollocks. What? You're a posh camp? bitch. That's what summer problem. camp were you in? So I was in a in a, in a uh, summer camp. So like, tennis. Like, who does she think yeah, she who the is? Fuck, what the fuck is tennis? So you get the it hell out of here. Andy Murray in the car. I, yeah, I never yeah, yeah, played yeah. tennis. It was my one dalliance. Strawberries and cream for lunch with some prosecco. Fucking <laughs> 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 Shite, absolute shite it was. But ours was Delhi, so we started. That sounds it was It was unbelievable. And uh, I was 11 years of age, and I asked Dad, could we go again next year? And he says, you're going to a different summer camp next year. And at 12 years of age, myself and my brother, the day after we finished school, for the summer, started working on building sites. Oh, I like love us. actual building sites. We were working, we were getting paid 80 pounds a week for a 50 hour week we were working from 8 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock and your dad had framed this as a summer camp we saw all our mates going up we drove past our friends that were walking to summer camp every day just smashed up against the window looking out at them knowing what they're going to well we had to go into work and genuinely shovel fucking mortar and lift blocks it was insane and Patrick why did your dad hate you so much I did well this is the thing he's never liked me (laughs) Uh, you know 
Uh, here's the thing. Okay, your parents love you. Yeah. But do they like you? I mean, come on, be honest yeah. with yourselves. Yeah. But that's insane. Like, were you a big 12-year-old? Tiny. He likes me now, by the way. And uh, did you, but you that. must have gone into first year ripped. No, no. Uh, what do you call it? I probably looked like a fucking walking zombie. Uh, we yeah. were working, cause I had went to back to school You were probably rest. strong, though. For, uh, yeah, I was always weak. <laughs> but, oh Jesus. Uh, and did you do that every summer or was it just did that, that summer? did that every summer until I was 18 and then dad uh, dad had to move out of his house when he was 16 so he thought the appropriate age for me and my brother was to move out at 18. No way. And my fucking sisters, one of my sisters lived there since she was 30 <laughs> and I lived there and I was gone at 18. So it was like tough on the boys. Yeah, last uh, two years ago I stayed in my parents' house for Christmas because I have a house across the road and it was the a homeowner. It was the first time I built. It was the first time I had a shower in my uh, parents' house in ten years. That's how that's how long it had been since I was. Getting... But you live across the road from them. Uh, in Ashburn, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you yeah. know? Because it's kind of maybe I I I know Gordon Ramsay is like the school of tough love when it comes to the boys as well. Yeah. Like I remember years ago reading about Jack, um, playing in the snow and he wanted to come in. It was called. Is that like, come on? Come on, it's not cold. What do you mean it's cold? But like Holly or whoever, like you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, fucking. Um, but yeah, so it's probably just is it is it maybe a father son dynamic? Do you kind of want to toughen them up a bit? Is that where it's coming from? I thought he saw. I think he saw us as an investment. But yeah, was it his free labor? Was it your dad's building site? No, he was just a like it was a big bit. Oh, so, so he was punishing you. Okay. Well, <laughs> he, he thought he was given. I don't know. I don't know why why he did it. I think uh, it was just it, it was what happened to him. But also, okay, we must yeah. specify that in the nineties, I only had a conversation during the week about this. Like in the nineties, we were all working these. Like you used yeah. to work like ten a.m. to ten p.m. and then you might get twenty pounds and you'd be delighted. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Jeff everyone I, was. You it know, was more work. For miners, anyway, that's for sure. A lot of miner work yeah. back in the day in Australia, or uh, here, oh, here, yeah. young workers. And then, but like, but <laughs> yeah. you just not, not miners. Not if you did, if you didn't have a job by the time your junior sir rolled around, people were like. Pfft. I know. Princess well, in the pee yeah. over here. Could you here. imagine if you saw what would happen if you saw a twelve-year-old in the building site today? No, like, that doesn't even. Jesus, six-one. Like I learned how to, we learned how to drive dumpers and stuff like that. I learned how to drive on us to have because of that. But we used to pray for the rain every day because a bricklayer can't do his work if it was okay, lashing. Yeah, I felt the rain. <laughs> so what pushed you to comedy, Podrick? Uh, <laughs> oh, is this where it's going? Oh, yeah. No, no, I just, I just thought I'd ask you. Um, I well, knew, you were in New York for a while. Oh, then I went to New York. I worked in New York for uh, on the building site. I was living illegally at the time. I was working under mm. a different guy's name. So my name at the time was Stephen, uh, Stevie. Uh, I won't say the second name. Stephen Roach was his name. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> don't give a fuck. Do you Doesn't know matter. what you could ask? Imagine he was going to get done for fraud now over there. On back wasn't, what he the, to me. wasn't he the cyclist? Yeah, yeah, same same guy, same name. <laughs> Did same they ever name. ask you to get on a bike? Do you know how often I've heard that? But I know, but I'm genuinely and it's, asking. And it's a fake name from a guy that wasn't even it wasn't oh. even my name. But I get asked that all the time. That's funny, yeah. yeah. And I know nothing about Stephen Rose. He, just, he just had to wear a like for the whole time he was there. Yeah. Just to... And talking like a quasi a French uh, that's the thing with Stephen Roach. He's got this oh, really bad accent. Oh, like Gordon Darcy and his South and his South Dublin accent. Yeah, yeah. Well that's just because I'm not good for an accent. Um, but Stephen Roach has got that kind of French 
Calm no, I thought your French accent was good. I was comparing. Uh, t- uh, I was comparing like for like. So you were you were Stephen Roach, and you were working in New York, living your best life. Uh, yeah, I was working on a building site. We worked from so, I worked in what was the steel union, and. Uh, what do you call it? My first day was fucking hell. I had to work on what was called top deck at the time. So you imagine when a building's going up at the very top deck is where all the work is going on. They're laying oh, the steel. Okay, yeah. So they're laying the steel. You've got, the, you've got electricians then putting in the wiring underneath it. You've got the plumbers. You've got literally like about 250 guys in like this really small space and everybody is just running around you, shouting, lifting steel, everything like that. So I had to do that my first day. I was going to go home I was going to go home at my first lunch break. I hated it. It was so mm. hard. And then the next day, I got sent down to work in a different area where I met my new boss and uh, ended out staying, working from like 7 in the morning till 11 o'clock at night for like three months. But I was making about two and a half grand in cash after tax a week. Jesus. So, and the two guys that I... Uh, and then did the... So the steel industry, okay, in 1999... Or 1997, Clinton brings in the three-strike rule. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. we talked about that yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, so he brings in the three-strike three rule, okay? So all the mafia gets shipped upstream. to that, They go on holidays, essentially. So they went to jail. Yeah. All right? So they go to jail, but the guy... But the mafia still owned the unions at the time. This is 2002. 2002, yeah. yeah. And uh, so the mafia still kind of owned the unions. So they employed all their guys that just did sort of, they, that didn't go to jail and they put them working in the building site. So I worked with a guy called uh, Alfie Scott, was his name. He's in a book called The Westies. He was a hitman for them. So the Westies were, have you ever seen that film, um, Sleepers? <sighs> Okay, this is really weird. Crazy, we just talked about we it. We just on the last referenced sleepers with Simon O'Keefe. Okay, That's so crazy the ashtray about this. Well, it's just probably in the room. That's really strange. No, not at all. Not no, 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 no. That's really weird. So a uh, Kevin Bacon film, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he plays the paedophile. So you are aware yes. of this, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the this guys... is actually, I'm a bit freaked out. Are you? Well, we are talking, we're all talking about the 90s. So. And, yeah. the, and it's New York. Funny, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, but it is funny. But, okay, so it's, yes, so, so what thing so to that? that? Okay, so that movie, okay, the guys that the two mafia, the guys, the kids that go on to be the mafioso guy, the yeah. mafia guys, the Irish mob, they started a gang called the Westies and this guy that I was working with was a hitman for the Westies and a book uh, and he wrote, and he brought like he bring me in and show me his book and stuff of where he was mentioning he talked like that you real fucking cocksucker I'm fucking telling you I did all this fucking shit you cocksucker so he's mentioned in the book he didn't write he's the mentioned book. in the book he okay. used to be a hitman yeah right. so uh, he I was his gopher what is he referenced by name. In the book, in the in his book, in, or not his book, in, in the, the book. book, in Westies, yeah, and yeah. And why wasn't he in prison then? Because the story in the book is 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 pretty interesting. I'm going to tell you now because okay. it's cool. all linked yeah. to the one thing. So uh, I was this guy's gopher. All right, mm-hmm. so you know what a go. You obviously know what a gopher is. It's somebody that has to go and get all the uh, stuff for the guys. Yeah, yeah. This is what I, so. This is what I did during the day, right? So this guy Alfie Scott, uh, ex mafia guy, he used to send me down every day to get him a bottle of vodka and six bottles of Budweiser. And his day was from 7 o'clock in the morning until 2 o'clock in the day. So he go, he come in to me and he go, uh, hey, Stevie, get over here. He said, I need you to... Uh... <laughs> And I'll be looking, I'll be looking around me. I'll be looking around me and like, oh, so that's me. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I, and then I have to go over to him. So I go over to him and I'll be chatting with him and like he'd be like, uh, 
he'd be telling me about his day. So he's like, I used to get up in the morning, all right? I get up in the morning at about five o'clock in the morning and I take a little bump of coke because you know, you know, you need a little something to wake you up. And then I have my shower and I have my and I have my eggs. I like eggs because I like the protein. This is like this is all true. I like yeah. I like the protein because it makes you know it makes me feel good. And then I take a little bump of coke and I walk down to the train station to get my to get the tube in. All right. So then once I've had once I get to the train station, I have a little smoke of a joint, and then I get in here. And then you know it's twelve fucking stairs up, so I gotta fucking get the lift. So just before I get the lift, I take another little bump of coke. Then I get here, and that's where you come in, Stevie. So I need you, and he takes out a hundred dollars, hands me a hundred dollars, yeah. and says, "I need you to get me six bottles of bud and a bottle of vodka." So at this stage, I'm doing this every like I'm doing this every every day, like more okay, or less, right? Yeah. So I'm picking it up. So now I'm getting fucking probably less aware of what I should be doing. So I just uh, so I just don't give a fuck about like covering the vodka anymore, covering the beer whenever I'm coming up in the lift. I don't give oh. a shit. Wait, what are you are you drinking with him or just because this is your daily routine now? I'm working just, I'm just working in the job. So I'm out lifting steel and then Yeah, this so but at first when you were getting the drink you were sketchy, but then you're just like well, because I was like, I was like, I'm 18. I, I was like, he's like, go down and get me. I was like, I'm 18 years of age. And he goes, you're not fucking 18. It doesn't matter what fucking age you are. You fucking tell him Alfie Scott sent you. That was the, the deal. Oh, okay, so yeah. you went down, you told him this is for Alfie. That's all you had to say. Mm. So, bottle of vodka, six bottles, bud. Coming back up one day. And uh, what do you call it? I'm coming back up one day. And this health and safety guy sees my uh sees the vodka and sees yeah. the thing he's only in for the day or whatever like that and uh he turns around and he goes uh he goes we get to the 11th floor and i'm working on the 12th and he says what the fuck is that get the fuck off get the fuck off this lift get the fuck off this lift he's like you fucking bring him beers in here you fucking bring a vodka into this fucking thing just get the fuck out of here i'm fucking health and safety you're pulling that shit out i was like dude i'm <laughs> i'm not pouring that out and he goes, you're fucking pouring it out. I'm fucking telling you, I'm going to get you fired. And I was uh, and I was cocky at this stage. Mm. I'm like... Because uh, you're Stephen Roach. I'm Stephen Roach. And I'm like, you know that little... Stephen, uh, Stevie. You know, you know, like Ray Liotta, whenever he's playing young Goodfellas and he yeah, like, shows yeah. up in the suit and yeah, all. Like, that's yeah. how fucking cocky I'm like, hey, that's forget it. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hey, forget about it. It's all right. It's for Alfie. And he goes, uh, he goes... I don't give a fuck who it's for. And I was like, hey, dude, come on. It's for Alfie. And I tell him to leave. And he goes, get the fuck out of my face, kid. And stop pouring that fucking beer. And I was like, I'm not pouring that beer. And he goes, uh, he goes, get the fuck out of my face. I'm going to get you fired. And I was like, okay, if you want to get me fired, do. But I got to go tell Alfie. So I go back upstairs. And I tell Alfie, there's a guy downstairs who's pouring your beer out. Yeah, and he's like, "What do you, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean?" And I says, "He's pouring your, he's opening your beers and pouring them out. He's health and safety guy. Some cocksuckers downstairs pouring my beer out. Get the fuck out of here! You better grab that shit. I'm gonna knock your ass." I'm like, no, there's a guy in the eleventh floor. He's pouring your drink out. He's taking your money. Blah blah blah. So Alfie goes, you fucking serious, you fucking cocksucker, you fucking get caught with that shit, you cocksucker. Walks over, pulls a piece out from underneath his fucking machine. Or, or that he's working piece. on. I, I mean, only know because you're doing the sign. The gun, yeah, he takes a gun it's out. not a piece of cake, Judy. He's not like, let's have a cup of tea. He says, let's have a Victoria's Yeah, he goes down with a piece of cake. Uh, he takes, He puts his gun in his pocket and uh, walks downstairs to the health and safety guy and comes back up about 10 minutes later and hands me a 100 euro bill and tells me to keep the change and go get it again like it was oh my god but has he killed your man no no he didn't kill him no he was in he was in the book for this story it doesn't have a nice ending but the story that he's in the book for was he used to be a boxer 
Oh yeah. And uh, he uh, so someone asked him one day, one of the mafia guys in the Hell's Kitchen, uh, where yeah. he grew up, asked him if he uh, he goes, do you? Uh, he says, do you reckon you could beat up a kangaroo? What do you mean? Do I reckon I could beat up a kangaroo? Of course I beat up a fucking kangaroo, you cocksucker. And then your man turns around and he goes, uh, they go, all right, fair enough. So they leave and they go up to the uh, Bronx Zoo. This is what's in the book. They went to the Bronx Zoo mm. and rob a kangaroo. And then they bring the kangaroo back to the bar and they make him fight the kangaroo. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard this from somewhere, yeah. And all Alfie's teeth are all missing. The kangaroo starts kicking the shit out of him and standing mm. on his face. And that's why he had no front teeth. And that's why he always kind of talked like this because he was a fucking... Okay. And, uh, yeah, and then, so, but then... The sad ending to the story is if you don't want anything, they put a bullet in the kangaroo and threw him in the fucking Bronx River Parkway, and that was it. God, it's just silence and Julie. They're so afraid they, the kangaroo is going to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really big bollocks kangaroo <laughs> yeah. telling everyone he broke, he beat him up. Do you reckon the kangaroo would have a New York voice? Well, this guy's sucking down here. No, he just have an Australian twang. He kicked his teeth out. The zoo, the, zoo, the, the kangaroo, kangaroo kicked his teeth out. Yeah. Jeez, that's really horrific, isn't it? It's a mad story. Yeah, he was a mad fucker. He wouldn't let me take pictures of him or anything like that when I was in the thing. Like, but no, no, I was but an eight, was naked, I was an eighteen-year-old kid, so I don't know how much they were bullshitting me either. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I believe everything that they were saying. Like, so but, of course. Uh, but the book did have that story or whatever. Like, he did. He did show me him. But uh, yeah, I I know what you mean. You don't know how much of it was true, but then you, no matter what's true or not. And what age you are, you do know the sense of someone being like an intimidating force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know no, he was, I mean? he was like definitely he a, like, but he was, he was he's blowing coke all day oh long. Gosh. Like, I mean, anyone blowing coke, like, like uh, this is, this is like, but it makes 30 me more confident. In, yeah, this is 30 degrees in fucking, uh, in, 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 in central that. Manhattan, like, on, uh, out on the decks, like, mm. and the job was dangerous as hell. Like, three people died on the job when I was there. One person fell off the side, one person was crushed. Like okay. this job, one a guy was having a lunch down on the thing, and a hammer fell down on him from like the sixty fourth floor and hit him yeah. in the head. Like so, like we, I was nearly killed a good few times. There's a reason why we were paid so much money. Like so, it was crazy. Okay, yeah. fucking insane. Um, it's a shame Stephen Roach wasn't twenty one. <laughs> why? You know, if you're gonna assume a false identity, it's such a shame well, that he was a fellow eighteen. I always talk about how weird this was because as I was, I was a. F- I was supposed to be 42 married with three kids, all right? And uh when this was this when was when you were 18. When I was when I was on yeah, when I this is when I was 18 was the on the building site. So this is what number. I had yeah, yeah, so yeah, this yeah, is what yeah, I had yeah. to tell yeah. people. This is what I had to tell <laughs> And like but the, the Americans oh, Americans are so self-involved. I swear to god, one guy came up to me and was like, "Hey Steve, are you 42?" and I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Married?" "Yeah." "Three kids?" "Yeah." "Never cheated on your wife?" No, <laughs> but Stevie wouldn't. And, and then he goes, and then he goes, "How do you do it, man? I mean, that fucking uh, I've had three wives already. I cannot cheat on these bitches." You know, he's just like, "What? Yeah. Man, you believe I'm 42? Stevie you mad bastard!" Was like, just that type of guy, wasn't yeah. he? He was that type of guy. He said he takes, makes a vow, takes a vow, whatever the verb is. And you know, and he's he was stick to he, it. he really loved the kids. His uh, his he real did. name That's isn't uh, Stevie Roach, just in case anybody's. Uh, Looking that up. Okay. Until he was uh, beaten up by... Um, a kangaroo. A kangaroo. <laughs> I was going to say something else. What a way to go. A bush baby. Um, a bush baby. A dingo at my baby. That was, was? 2002, That was 80s, though. was it? That's Seinfeld. That a good one. 
Well, so that was a real story, though. Yeah, it must have been 80s. It's, it's, it screams 80s to me. So what are we chatting about I was today, gonna, I was going to pick Seinfeld because I love that. Did you ever watch that show now? Never heard what? of it. <laughs> I... <laughs> I, ha- I, do, I have watched it. My dad is a big fan as well, so I would have watched a lot of it at home. I don't think I watched enough. Oh, it's a me- I need to go back and watch everything. Just how to do the last three seasons is unbelievable. Mm. Like, do you know how to finish up the last three seasons where Joe, Joe Seinfeld gets the sitcom? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, it's unbelievable. I remember now, yes. It's all yeah. so meta. Yeah. Sure, even there a few years ago, uh, TV3 were repeating it, weren't they? And it was on like every evening. Well, that's all I did. Every time I come home from New York, I was, this is 2002 in New York when I was living there. So it was just, because Seinfeld had just finished up. Yeah. So it was just reruns and reruns yeah. and reruns of Seinfeld. So we got to see absolutely everything. And, and it was then fantastic. When, we went to all the soup kitchens in New York and stuff like that. It's lovely. Okay. And then tell me, when did you start the comedy then? Because you came back to Ireland, obviously, after New York. And then how long have you been doing the comedy? Three years ago? Four years uh, ago? Just started four years ago this year, yeah. Four years ago. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I started. So... Uh, I was seven years of age when I wanted to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Oh fuck! I'll just tell it anyway. So, so what happened was so there was this girl, Valerie. She was uh, when did you come out? Yeah, her. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Uh, so this girl, she was our karate instructor uh, when I was seven years of age, and she was beautiful. Everybody absolutely loved her. And uh, I remember seeing this guy. She had a, she had a ginger boyfriend at the time. And uh, and I was and I had ginger hair, and he was making her laugh uncontrollably. Mm. And I remember looking at going, I would love it's got, it's to got make power. people laugh that's like that. I was like, I that's yeah, you need to make mm. people laugh. And then Such I an used attractive to watch, thing, though, isn't it? Watching oh, someone huge. laugh, it's so huge. Yeah. It's and someone being able to make you laugh is just—I mean, it, it usurps everything else. Yeah, like yeah. it's just so attractive. Well, not, not as much. No, I prefer to make people laugh. <laughs> and then, what the, so then, so then, what were okay, you thinking? So you've been no, I mean, people that make you laugh are great, but I'm gonna need a couple of other things thrown into the mix as well. One or two, yeah. one or two. <laughs> I'm not gonna surpass bit everything. A, bit of a grower always helps. Yeah. Um, and then so you've been doing the comedy for the last four years, and then so what happened? So, uh, well, I said, so I knew I wanted to make people laugh when I was yeah. seven, uh-huh. and then I knew I and I, I had I thought I remember telling my brothers. Girlfriend at a or my brother's wife now at a at a wedding one time I was like if I don't do stand up comedy I want you to put failure on my gravestone I remember that. I specifically Hardcore. said that do you know I don't know should you've done it during the best man speech though <laughs> no yeah 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 <laughs> and then she said to me uh, Granny was in floods and then because okay because you're chatting about quantum leap today but there was no real comedy or was there comedy in oh come leap? on uh, Ziggy. you haven't seen it have you I, do you, you know what it? I used to watch it the relationship between Ziggy and your man what was his name again Al Al was that the name of the, the protagonist Al. Uh, no there was Gushy as well there was, there was apparently there was a Gushy but I don't know much about that I know I don't know Can't Gushy. Gushy. Okay, just to kind of inform because we have a lot of younger listeners and we welcome them to our breast okay we welcome for them to <laughs> I our don't. 90s I don't give them the bottle thanks yeah, so yeah, much yeah, you're sick well, of look, the fucking breast unfortunately I've got shit to do Emma's got shit to do and breast wise they're probably going to come to me yeah you've got the breast you've I've got, got the, the ass you've got the body and the face <laughs> and I've got the breast that's just what's happening here um, so we welcome oh, them to fair. our 90s Bosom. So tell 
Um, tell our younger listeners, just give give us maybe a brief overview. What was Quantum Leap about? Uh, about? I actually had to do so much fucking research because because uh, yeah. So it's about so this guy Sam um, yeah. Beckett is his name in the in the in the show, but he's actually his real name is Sam Bacala. Uh, why why did they call, was that a reference to the Irish writer Samuel Beckett? So I only I listened to this in the podcast. Today. No, it actually wasn't. I don't think. Okay. Maybe maybe it was. I don't think so. But yeah, maybe okay. it was. I don't ever. I remember the Irish. There's nothing out there to. Yeah, I didn't find. Okay. I didn't find anything that so was. So Sam Beckett. Uh, Sam Beckett is a quantum physicist, mm-hmm. and he uh, he goes. So he develops this uh, time traveling device mm-hmm. to allow him to set, to go back in time. What he thinks he's just going to be able to go back in time and see mm-hmm. things. And do things, whatever that, to, and to help make people's lives better. But the um, the thing goes wrong. The the experiment goes wrong, and what ends up happening is he leaps into the body of somebody in the nineteen fifties, or only between his lifetime. So he was between nineteen fifty and whatever his lifetime mm-hmm. is, and then uh, he would specifically help people that needed helping. So. He had a hologram guy named Al, and he would come out, and he would, uh, he would, Z- Ziggy would tell them what Ziggy they needed to the do. Ziggy was the computer, so Ziggy was like oh, a yes. flattened out Rubik's cube. A flattened out Rubik's cube. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, and he, I'll be looking at Ziggy to say, trying to figure out what what he's meant to do, or isn't there? It's like a sixty sixty eight percent chance that you've got to be there today at two to to stop uh, someone from falling off the pra- the float of the parade or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the, the comedy bit, he'd, Al, he'd go into the body. So, so whenever. And then Al, of course, had a. Was an Al kind of. Um, cigar. Uh, he he had a cigar. just about to say that, yeah. yeah. He had the cigar. <laughs> so he was a bit of a character. So, uh, yeah, he was a bit of a character. Well, he actually said uh, that it was a great way to get. He brought in the cigar thing because he was a cigar smoker. Mm. And then loads of cigar companies, just like you're advertising ah, right now, brand. would uh, would send him so good he cigars. So he kind of brought a little bit of his own personality. Yeah. Was he a stand-up, I wonder? I don't know about he, he had that he kind, that of, kind of, of energy, didn't he? Yeah. 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 He did yeah. have that energy. Because um, that could have been a kind of an, a nothing kind of a character or like a very straight character, yeah. depending on the person. I can remember... Um, the him quantum one quantum leap episode and they went back and this girl and she really wanted to be a star and she went to Hollywood and the photographer said, Okay, let's just take off let's just take off your oh, scarf. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember and that. And then episode, let's yeah. take off your And then wasn't she like in, then was that like shower then scene where like a naked in the shower and and she's scre- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she, was this Sam in the body. It no, was no no no. no. Oh, okay. So then she That would be a really bad leap if Sam went and started stripping off by accident and all then like and then, if, and Sam, then, if Sam got raped in the show, I just like, remember. Well, it was just, it was all, of, I was going to say all it was, but it, I, she wasn't like physically assaulted, but it was so disturbing to watch because then he was like, look, look, you've taken it. You may as well take off your top now. So she took like, you know, the topless pictures. And then by doing that, um, was basically vilified in Hollywood and Sam was really upset about it. And I remember Al saying, no, it's okay. She went home. She ran a drama school. She was fine. It was okay. But I can remember in the shower scene and she was so upset and I was really affected it by was it. Actually, it was actually. It was really, really sad, that episode. There's a lot of those episodes like that. Because like, so, it's just, you know, in, again, in 90s context, like seeing how people were exploited, it was all still very new. And very real. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And just when she was in yeah. the shower and she was so upset and oh, terrible. Well, and then Al was like, no, uh, she's fine. She runs a drama school now. It all worked out. There's nothing more upsetting in a film when you see like a, like, you know, when you, when it's just like a like a woman in a shower, like all crunched up, like crying or whatever like oh, that. Like, yeah. it's always like, you're always like, oh my God, that's when really bad. Said, it wasn't because she was overwhelmed because she had such a good day. It's never <laughs> she like, was delighted yeah, with herself. Yeah. I'm just yeah. so fucking excited with life. I have to sit down in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Although we I wish do, I showed him more. We do have a chair. <laughs> we have a chair in the shower because, you know, oh, our house this. used to be an Airbnb and there's a chair, obviously, for, you know, the less able bodied yeah. um, uh, visitors. <laughs> Fred only said to me the other day, do you ever sit down in that chair? I was like, no, why no. would I be sitting down in the chair? I thought and he was like, but it's a chair. Would you not just sit down, like, Wouldn't take a break? Wouldn't be for shaving the legs, no? There's just something about sitting in a chair in the shower. I, I don't know. I don't go know. there. I think it's a bit weird, yeah. But then I'm pretty convinced that he's taking breaks in the shower, sitting <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> Can't listen to her anymore. Oh, <laughs> fucking killer. I'm I did fucking well, killer. I, top relationship tip. I did move a photo. He was spending a bit of time on his own in the bathroom. So I moved a photo of us in. Oh my God. So Give the man sh- some peace for fuck's sake. Why don't you put a picture off. on his fucking screen? On his, on his front screen. It off as a joke, but it's still there. And we do have a bit of a worthy guy <laughs> because sometimes a man needs a bit of stimulus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Quantum leap. We have to talk. Quantum we leap. have to talk about um, Fred. About uh, we always Willie. have to reference Willie in yeah. every episode. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, quantum yeah. leap. Speaking <laughs> of Willie, so, so when he would leap into uh, the character, then everybody else would see Sam Beckett as that person that they yeah. already yeah. knew. Yeah. We so see Sam. You could yeah. Emma could be Sam Beckett right now, and we wouldn't know. Hmm. Put it that way. Uh, so then. Uh, so yeah, so there's about so there's some really really good episodes. Five episodes he leaped into a woman. Um, yeah, that was always the big one, wasn't it? When he'd le- he'd look in the mirror, and then what was his thing? What he'd say to uh, Al? What was the thing he always said when he'd leap? Oh in boy, a, yeah. Oh boy, that was always the thing. Yeah, yeah. What was so, the music though? But I always well, I always think. <laughs> That sounds about right. I'll have to look that up. I need to hear. I feel terrible. I didn't look anything up for quantum leap, so I have very little to offer. So he was. Say that again. He was in. He leaped into a woman's body in terms of time traveling. Time traveled into a woman's body to save somebody's life, and then uh, five times. So they they made a thing about it. But then, if you leaped into a man's body, would you sleep with someone? If, hang on, I need to just kind of think my way through this and okay, I'm in a man's body. Yeah, it's you. So you, you're, you're... And would I sleep with, like, anyone? A woman, anything, yeah. I just mean, desecrate I, that guy's character, who have you believed into. I think if I was in a man's <laughs> body, I'd be so busy helicoptering. I don't know what I have Oh, time. really, yeah. I'd just be, oh. That person's not getting saved. It'd be out, I'd be swinging it around. I just, I have so much fun. It'd be like, I I do like a stretch Armstrong to see how yeah. far I could pull it. And not that far. I just don't know, I just don't know what I have time for sex with all the swinging. Yeah, I think, well, well, you also only got a couple of dates. I don't know. I don't know. But would you sleep? I think I would, but I'd uh, I'd sleep with a man. Just to see what that was yeah. like. 
So yeah. if you're a woman, if you're a woman, you'd sleep with a woman or sleep with a man. If you're no, because you're already no, I probably sh- I'd fr- probably try and squeeze both in. Like I mean, if I wasn't, if I was young, free, and single, it's not yeah. my body either. So yeah, I so mean, you can do what you no want. Go get STDs. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I think I'd you try can, get you them. Go <laughs> you could give them AIDS and then leave. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, it's a tea time show. I mean, <laughs> really screw someone I over. I wouldn't like. Okay, I'm I'm in quantum leap. I'm playing the character, and I leap into a man's body. Yes, would I have sex with a man and woman? Of course, but it would be done in um, tasteful way. Where we like, which turns it over? I turn Ziggy over, and it'd be silhouette. And Al would lend you his cigar for after. Yeah. I'll be saying, oh boy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd know the, do, 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 yeah, like you know the con- conclusion because Al would light up a cigar. Of and, course. You know. Yeah, obviously a post-coital, a post-coital cigar. But I think you'd have to, like the, word, with the yeah, episodes, post-coital. I think with the episodes, I mean, time-wise, it'd be fairly tight. You'd probably have to have the man and the woman in the same vicinity, just squeeze them all in at once. Is that well, what I'd you get do? ready beforehand? Maybe I don't know. I mean, I don't. This is my first time having a penis. I don't know how it works. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh yeah, well yeah, I'd well it's so. supposed to be harder with a man because as a do... woman you have to get aroused to do it. Do you Whereas know what? if you're a woman, you can just do it. Well, you need oh, well. you need a bit of a warm re- up. Sorry, Padre, okay, I didn't want to bring up your sexuality, but I mean it's it's becoming quite apparent. There's a lot more <laughs> to it than that. Being I female. just think Thank I won't much. say I won't say which comedian it is because um well it would be really fun, but I'll tell you after. But he was saying to I can't Fred, let you say it after Fred <laughs> wheeled out Fred wheeled out this analogy. Well, as so and so says. Uh, let's just call him Sam Beckett. As Sam Beckett says, it's it's a lot easier to be the car than the garage. And I was like, yeah, but sorry, sometimes that car is a bit too fucking big for the garage. Or sometimes the door is a bit down in the garage. Like, you can't apply that lo- logic. It's easier to be the garage than the car. But God, people Sometimes spend... there's no petrol in the car. I'm like, the car can go out whenever it wants. The garage is just there. A lot of people seem to convert the garage, though. I mean, the door could be jammed. Put it up on daft. The car could be too big for the garage. Like, there's a lot of... Sometimes it's hard being a garage. There's a bandy bike in mine. There is a bandy bike in yours, but you're on the waiting list now, anyway. <laughs> um, we'll get that Please removed. God. Please, um, God. So, yeah, I think that once I'd finished doing the goat with my Sam... Well, not my Sam Beckett penis, but with my quantum leap penis. Yeah. The goat... Would you ever do the goat now? What's the goat? Do you know, the goat is where you kind of squish your balls up and with the penis and it looks like a goat. Now, Fred hasn't done it, but I might ask him to do it at some stage. But I remember in X and I used to always... The goat. You'd call it the goat. You'd just kind of squish it up. and What's the... It could be kind of a pro-kill thing, I don't know. (laughs) Pro-kill thing. What's the end result? Is it just Just, for the laugh? It's just for the laugh. Like, it's something... Do you know what it was? Was that I used to see this lad and... uh, Watching an episode even, of the you know what? I wasn't even seeing him. What am I talking about? I probably scored him your three teacher, times. Judy? What this is my is... teacher. Um, I was probably with him about three times. Whatever his brother used to always do it. Like he'd be walking past, you know, in the town or whatever, 
and he just whipped the towel off. And now, not when I was there, I was told about the goat. And he who was doing you know, this? Your teacher? The, no, 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 no. <laughs> She's just mixing it up. All right. His brother used to do it to him, and they'd call it the goat. It was just this like it was like a nice little, you know, like a fist pump. It was like a greeting more than anything. It was an abusive family. Tell me about built on abuse, Julie. Tell me about. I'm sorry you had to be wrapped up with that family for so long. Favorite episodes. There's a there's a couple of good episodes. Um, So there's one of them that freaked everybody out. It was it was it was uh, was three episodes. All right, and uh, it's called the trilogy. So the first episode, uh, Sam leaps into this girl called Abigail's. um, What do you call it, Abigail's? Uh, father okay mm-hmm. so he's her father and then he uh, he but at the time he leaps in he's standing over a dead body so oh. the dead body uh, turns out to be the kid it turns out to be uh, the father of some kid that was last seen with Abigail before they died okay and then uh, so Sam has to stop Abigail from being uh, killed or whatever like that and then the second episode he leaps in and he's her fiance. Yeah, he Sam leaps in and is her her, her fiance, mm-hmm. and she was babysitting, and the kid disappeared. Okay. And then the third episode, he uh, oh, and as the fiance, he um, he fell in love with her. So he was her father, Awkward. then he was her lover, and then actual Sam fell in love with Abigail. Okay. And they had sex and had a kid. <gasps> and then in the third, the, the, the trilogy, the last one, yeah. she was about to be lynched by the KKK for something. Okay. And uh, I can't remember what it was. But then he leaps in as a lawyer who has to save her again. So this is the third time he has to save her. And uh, she has a kid at this time, and the kid is a genius like Sam was. So even though it was, it the sounded guy's like now she was, was a bit high maintenance. Well, she oh. she was getting saved in every See, episode. How many people do you have to save? How many? Like he's got other people to save, and it was three times he had and to save her. And sorry, so how obviously sure they were. There wasn't a happy ending there because she had to leap on, didn't he? He had to leap on, yeah. That old chestnut. That old chestnut, yeah. And then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that episode, then there was one episode where he had to help Al. Do you remember whenever or Al? So the last couple of episodes was uh, he he leaps into Vietnam, and yeah. he needs to save the guy who is uh, doing the the Morse code. Morse code, yeah, going back to pressing the buttons to go back to Ziggy to find out what he has to do. Oh. And then Al was kind of, uh, but Al wanted Sam. To tell him about that, is tell him his wife was still alive, like the nineteen fifties. Al's wife was oh, still yeah. that Al was still alive in Vietnam, because his life was fucked up because she moved on or whatever that. And then instead of doing what he was supposed to do when he was there, so Al started kind of like uh, lying to Sam to try and I get him to save yeah, his marriage. Yeah, was Al dead? Al was dead, was he? Uh, like he no. was a hologram, but he was he was he a was hologram kind of a from dead- the future. From the future? Yeah. I thought he was a hologram of somebody who had died or something. No, I think there was a leaked... So it ended all pretty badly. It uh, They were asked to make uh, to make it look like it was finishing, but oh, okay. they were going to have another season and then it was cancelled. So oh, it was just a massive... Okay. So there was, there was alternate endings all done. like, And uh, so... and it, But it turns out Al... So the, the, the crescendo or whatever mm. at the very end is Al 
Sam has to uh, choose whether he's going to keep leaping or he's going to find his way home. Right. And uh, what do you call it? He always regretted not telling Al, not, not telling Al's wife that he was still alive. Oh, so yes. he didn't tell so her? He didn't tell her. And no. why did he not? Was that a choice he made? That or? was the rules that they had. <gasps> yes. They had the rules. Cause he couldn't never say to somebody, look, I'm not really this person. I'm well, he did. He, he did, did he? He, he leaped into himself. Oh. He leaped into a younger version of himself and told us, and his brother died in Vietnam. And he had to tell, and he was trying to stop. He, he, he kind of lost his oh, mind and he told his brother not to go sad. to Vietnam. And then all this weird kind of stuff was oh, happening. And then he okay. told, told her daughter, he tried to tell his little sister that uh, she was going to get into an abusive relationship and all that. And oh. then, uh, yeah, it was pretty mad stuff. Uh, it, you know, it kind of reminds me of um, Ashton Kutcher, The Butterfly The Butterfly, effect. I was going to say that. Yeah, it does kind of remind it's, yeah. it's better than that, though. Yeah. But, um, and then there's another episode where he leaps into Lee Harvey Oswald. Do you remember that episode? Oh, brilliant. So that's a two-part episode. And please oh, yeah. don't tell me that this episode was um, just kind of compounding the story about how like he was this lone ranger. No, it's a very interesting episode. But so he leaps into loads of people. He leaps into Elvis, or he leaps into like Elvis's manager and saves there's, Elvis. And there's he a leaps bit of Martin Luther King in there as well. And JFK. Oh, J- uh, there's a few. There's stuff there's like that. There's a few like just normal everyday. Well, not everyday. He was always you know saving I mean? white yeah. people because <laughs> that's all he was ever. Wasn't it? Like it was no, no, like, he went into black people as well. Did he go into like African American yeah. history? Yeah. Well, I remember there was one Martin Luther. Luther King episode now I don't know whether if he was actually him or one mm. of his right hand people mm. or whatever there was oh there was definitely yeah because he was going but into women and me. everything he's going to yeah, all sure you'd be fucking flat out leaping in the uh, in the south in America yeah. in the 50s like do you know what I mean that is true uh, tell me what about I was going to say something there when you said about Lee, tell me about the Lee Harvey Oswald now so like what way did they go with that so there's two episodes okay mm. and uh there's two episodes who leaps into Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald. The first episode, uh-huh. he's like young Lee Harvey Oswald, but the leap didn't happen properly. So flashes of Lee Harvey Oswald. So Sam kind of turns into Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, yes, every I once in the world. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, 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 and yeah. And then, uh, and like he's like freaking out against the uh, the window and all, like in the, yeah. when he was working for the CIA or whatever like that. And then, uh, so then the whole like, the whole last scene then is like him walking as Lee Harvey Oswald like just down the street like gets sets up everything and like Al the uh, the hologram is like Sam don't do this Sam yeah. don't do this for God's sake Sam and, and Al would be banging the shit out of Ziggy at that point yeah yeah, yeah go like, on, Ziggy, Ziggy got the brunt of us <laughs> fairness to Al he would nothing to work with but that fucking Rubik's Cube do you know what I mean yeah. sh- I always wanted one though it did look absolutely cool though. but tell me <laughs> But what, like, why was Sam doing it? Could he not have changed history? TV show, Julie. But like, could he not <laughs> yeah, have made the choice to not so get the, the gun? Yeah. Huh? No, he. So basically, the, whatever way he leaped into Lee Harvey Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald was leaping back into himself at the same time because it's weird because the, whenever you leaped in, these are this is where the plot holes continue because uh, where, say say for example, I'm Sam Beckett. This is this podcast. Uh, and it's like 50 years from now and then I leap into you, okay? Uh-huh. And then you get this shake and then you then you start and you say, oh boy. Hashtag thanks to our sponsor, but, Hoverboards. <laughs> but the actual 
Julie J so goes to where Sam was and then they have to go, like listen you're in the future Julie's doing or Sam's there. oh so, so it's kind of like do you want a cup of tea while you're here like yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. They, I don't think they did give them tea though because they did show it once or twice and there was never any tea and is that so would I be watching how it all played out then no I think you get told okay, I don't remember okay. but then mm. then they'd go back and like live their you, normal lives as that person some hold music playing like the Lighthouse family or something uh, well the whole so the whole season ended right and uh, turned out it was 1988 lifted <laughs> we could be lifted yeah the world's here Put the message in the box. What's another it's good like, way to We were saying it's a good um, to-do list, that one. How to put a message in a box. Do put the message in the box. You haven't done box um, Do you remember panpipes? Whatever happened to fucking panpipes? That's Ooh, the 90s. Ooh, lifestyle panpipe. <laughs> you haven't done, uh, what's her name? Uh, you haven't done Billy Piper. Have you? No, no. Why well, gotta play that song so loud? Because we want to. Because, because we, we want, want to. to. Why are we spending that in crowds? I just remember I when she party. married Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, remember that when she got great. really crusty. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah. was on something like Jonathan Ross or some one of them. And no, was it Graham Norton? I think it, it was, was Graham kind of Norton. A bit of a mini Britney melt. Well, not you it know what was, I mean. It was a melt. Look, like anyone mind marrying person. a ginger on a whim? Something's happened. His story's okay. really interesting, though. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. But but I remember on Graham Norton, um, Billy was asked, you know, obviously you're a bit crusty. How <laughs> long did you go without a shower? Like, what was the longest? And I just remember her saying, maybe a week. And Graham saying, that's not that long. And I said, come on, Graham. Seven, waking up seven days without a shower. Like, saying to yourself... Today's Sunday. When did I have a last shower? Last fucking Sunday. Come on, Graham. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit mental. And Graham in total pant. Now, we love Graham Norton, hashtag brand. But anyway, we do love him and his wine. It's really, it just goes down so easy. Gin. gin. Um, oh, haven't tried the gin yet. Not no, a patch on Copperberg anyway. Oh, Copperberg's my number one for gin. Um, has it been released yet? I don't know. I haven't sent us any yet. You need to send us a taster. We couldn't have just dreamed this. But I just remembered that. <laughs> was when Graham was in full on panther mode when he said to Billy a week is not that long to go without a shower some people out. well I don't know a modern girl should a modern girl a man like we're living in if you're living in Africa or you're living in like fucking somewhere in India where you might not have a shower at some point where you wouldn't necessarily have faci- of course, the that's facilities of course that's very no, true no but if there's a shower in the next very room true. she probably had there's a fucking on suite I don't have a fucking on suite imagine she going had in for a pee pee every day and you're just looking at a shower a I, walk I in shower it, no. room and Julie, you're like not for me not today but you piss in the bath Judy that's your issue Th- actually you've been in my gaff and we don't have a bath thank you so your story doesn't check out Thank you. Dash. Um. So the Lee Harvey Oswald. That's what now I nearly watch. That's a two-parter. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the story with the actor in it? Did he do anything after? Sam uh, Al didn't do anything. I don't think okay. Al did very little afterwards. One trick pony. No, I just didn't if look you're it bringing up. The cigar oh, I'd have to work. look it up. But uh, Sam went on to be. Um, Sam went on to like. Uh, do a lot of stuff. He's okay. in. He was in. He's the captain in one of the Star Trek generations. Oh yes, I remember that. Uh, maybe not generation, but he was. Yeah, but he yeah. was uh, and then he. And then my sister told me about some other. Um, he's a good, show. like he's a good, clean, a solid. 
actor. Do you know that kind yeah, of way? Yeah, like yeah. you could throw him into a lot of roles, I would think. Mm. Who's Sam? Uh, Sam? Yeah, yeah, you could do. Yeah, no, he did very well for himself. Like he's 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 definitely got money as well. Like from from what he's done, I'd say. Mm. So he's doing all right. I'm surprised. <laughs> Ziggy was, Ziggy dead. was yeah, to be honest, dead. So, yeah. Ziggy, I'd Solar say. Solar power shit killed him. I'd say Ziggy now, he'd be very much kind of. It'd be hard to get out. It'd be hard to get out of that character. I'd say he'd be very kind of character stereotyped. Yeah, pigeonholed. Just, but yeah, very pigeonholed. That was and the that word would, I was If I know for. Ziggy like I think I do, that would be annoying. Yeah. Does he want to branch out? Ooh. Ziggy is there. I've met God. She said she's a woman. Well, I think all <laughs> um, all series are transgender now, aren't they? What do you think? Do you think so? Well, you just put on whatever one you want, man or woman. Uh, you, well, do you know what? It's interesting in terms of Sam going back and becoming a woman and all the rest, because I suppose things are more fluid now. It was yeah. that. It was that kind of nineties. Oh my god! Shocking. Like when you came, I'm wearing. Drag, I'm. Yeah. I'm He's a woman. Yeah, can you yeah. believe? Can you imagine being a woman? Isn't that mad? Whereas you know, I don't think things are as binary as they once were. No. So probably wouldn't it the same. I think it. I mean, I. My memory of it is kind of watching it. It was like evening time, wasn't it? Like was it yeah. around dinner time? Well, it was. It didn't come out. It? it was eighty nine to ninety three, and it got cancelled. So, but it didn't come to like. Sky or yeah, whatever yeah. channel, whatever we would have got, whatever, like we would like have got it on, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, no, but it was late enough because there's some really scary episodes, like a lot of really scary episodes. That, like, I remember, uh, like, I thought it was Stephen King that wrote an episode, but it was uh, another author wrote an episode for for the show, like, oh, and okay. it scared the shit out of everybody. So Al, so uh, Al ended up not being Al. The whole time in the end, uh, and you don't figure that out until the end of the episode. He's getting what do you Sam, mean now? so he's getting so Al just kept so Al would always come through this door, mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. So this big hologram thing would open, and Al would walk out. And then in this one particular episode, it was like the Halloween episode, and then uh, it turns out that uh, like he figures out at the very end, oh, Al has never come through the door. It's not the real Al. So he fi- he figures he has to do so he has to find out the task by himself. Like, do you know what I mean? And then ends out doing it as they do in every episode. So, yeah, it's cool though. And then, so it was cancelled and was kind of a shock. It was a shock cancel. It's a big shocker, yeah. yeah. Sci Fi Channel tried to uh, get a movie, tried to do a movie on it afterwards, mm. yeah. So he leaps into himself at the, in the last episode and it's pretty mental. But then he, he leaps into himself and then he meets a whole lot of other leapers, which we didn't know about. Oh. See, it's yeah. the kind of show, like the kind of concept that you would imagine. It just gives and gives. Yeah, it's yeah. the gift this... that keeps on giving. Yeah. yeah. No, just because he goes, but they've always uh, like he, he like he was he was Elvis at one stage. He was like, you know, he he shapes a lot of celebrities' mm. lives as well. Mm. Like he saves Marilyn Monroe once it's or something. That like kind that. Of oh, whole, yeah. yeah, it's that kind of whole Forrest Gump thing as well, isn't it? That oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, going back yeah. and kind of you know modern meets history and all that. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Has an appeal. Like Back to the Future gave us uh, yeah. Chuck the uh, Chuck Berry's. Uh, Johnny be good and people love that shit don't they yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. true actually like does yes I forgot well that was that. The, if that wasn't the 80s if we were doing a, of the 80s podcast I probably well it would have been done by now but uh, too late to fucking start oh, that listen look, we've yeah. committed to the concept now <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you it's so, have up his, to 90 oh, yeah, his, up to fucking 90 is that where he's got it? Because I was thinking, because that's what my ma always used to say she was up to fucking 90. Yeah, 
it's a pun. It's yeah. quite it's clever. It's got various it? meanings. Yeah. We love, we do love I was thinking title. that your intro should have been... Um, Here we go. No, no. I was, I was, <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not much of a man anyway, so it's fine. I'm a but, what uh, what do you call it? What about uh, Informer? Did you ever put that? Would be a cool little. Oh yeah, Informer. Well, then you still have to buy the rights, is the thing. Oh, do you? Yeah, because we looked at. I don't think they're going to cost you a lot. The rights to Informer, like who the fucking? I used to go around the gap. Something like twenty cents when I was a kid, and I obviously. I didn't. I didn't. Should we change it to informer? And then I used to go, I lick your bum bum down. <laughs> my mum was like, What did you say? I was like, I've seen the song. I lick your bum bum down. She's like, I Don't know. sing that song. Yeah, yeah. I lick your bum bum. <laughs> Saga for three years. Straight in your face, Marjorie Dorn. <laughs> in your it face. Is, it is funny. Your mum's Marjorie? Yes. Marge? No, Marjorie, Podrick. You wouldn't dare call her Marge. You just call her ma'am. No, I sometimes I'm no. I call my my dad is James, and I call him Jimmy because I found out that he hates when people call him Jimmy. He hates well, he's not your short. real dad. <laughs> She's a choker. <laughs> I call him Jimmy, and then my mom. I call her mom. I call her Marjorie, and then sometimes I call her Midge because a friend of mine was like, "Oh, what's your mom's name again, Midge?" And I was just like, "What the fuck are you on?" So sometimes I just it was just to be too much effort to correct them. So now do, she's Midge. Do you forever. call your parents by their actual names? No, well, I know I called him mom and dad. I don't think I've ever called my dad John Joe. My dad's name is John Joe. Only in Ireland do you get double barrel shotguns. John Joe. That's like, it it does sound like it's one, but it's actually two names. John Joe, which is so weird. My Joe is Joe James. That's lovely. Joe Jimmy. That's not a real name, is it? That seems like a weird mix up. No. JJ. His name is we Joseph James. We were destined James. to be together. Uh, thank yeah. you so much. That was lovely of you to think ahead I, like that. Yeah, yeah. It was the least um, I could do. Uh, yeah, no, that does sound like a great show now, Quantum Leap. I used to dip in and out of it. Yeah, I just... But, I, yeah. I, but now, that, now that you've said it, there were some great episodes and I do remember Al with the cigar and all the rest and it was I th- was it on a Sunday evening at dinner? No. No, no, no. It would have been on in the evening times. I'd say... I would say fuck all people who already remember the show. Like I just no, remember it, it being. No, it was a great show. It was a and great I show. And I think before we go, we should mention the fact going back to Ziggy. That's what the whole fucking wannabe was about from Spice Girls. Just wanted a Ziggy cigar. It was about Ziggy from Quantum Leap. How long have you want? Have you been wanting to say that for the last fifty minutes? No, the real fucking the <laughs> real reckon? fucking embarrassment is out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon Ziggy be like, I want a Ziggy cigar? I could be singing that. <laughs> I could be like, I want to sing a guitar. Okay, I think it's time for the three of us to go and get ourselves a nice, cool, refreshing Come pint on, of Copperberg. Copper I have been Emma Doran. Captain Chini J. And I've been Pork Williams. Woo! Thank you Thank very you much. Or Stevie. Uh, <laughs> Stevie! Thank you, Hello. Stephen Roach. God bless. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.